Hello and welcome to Comic Solving Problems. I'm Stephen Allen. And I'm Eric McElroy. And welcome uh, to the show where two comics take on all of the world's problems and solve them just for you. And since we started this show, clearly the world has gotten to be a much better place. It's not like they're starting to dump shit in rivers. What's that? Sorry, I'm doing... Fuck's sake. Anyway... Don't go swimming in the rivers in the UK. Um, other than that, what you can do, because this is a completely dry environment, is you can enjoy this show um, and you can do so on the YouTube channel. If you're watching us on another platform, jump over to the YouTube because there you can subscribe and there you can join our wonderful community of people who are in the chat um, throughout the show. You can also follow us on the Twitter. And if you really like what's happening, you could donate to the show um, to keep us all from going sane. And you might need to donate just that little bit more because... We're pleased to welcome back Steve as full-time on Comic Solving Problems and not doing that other lark on that thing called Dave, whatever that is. So it's nice. Welcome to, mm. to, to you, again, the, being this being your main media platform, because I'm sure that, you know, that whole that little side hustle that you had going on over there, that's ended now, hasn't it? Well, uh, look, we filmed the last episode, but on Thursday night, there's still the best of episode that goes out on Dave. So I'm still, <laughs> I'm still on TV. So this is not You're... my biggest media outlet yet. Thank you. Well, next week, next week it will be. Just trying to bring week, you down. Next week, I've got some bookings on GB News. So oh, this is still my biggest media outlet. A boom. Hey, <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, of course, was quite pleased for you. But we just, I guess, what the uh, viewers don't realize is that whenever you're on Dave and when you're on Mash, I have to call you Sir and Mr. Mm -hmm. Allen yeah. and that kind of thing. So I just, I'm just happy for that to end and for me just to go back to calling you the other names that I get to call you. Um, do not address Mr. Allen. Do not look him in the eyes. Yep. That's right. Sorry, sir. I apologize until the best of us over. Um, and also, if everything looks a little bit rusty today, um, it's because I spent, apparently there's a new touchscreen technology um, that's coming where you'll actually be able to feel what you're touching. And I was able to get a um, beta um, tablet of that. And um, that was pretty much most of my day. Hmm. Touching. Ooh. Ooh. But other than that, we'll catch up with you in the chat in a second. Welcome to the show. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to smash that like button since we're on YouTube. Um, and that's the only way you can like a button. Um, let's take us into our first problem. Mr. Not Looking in the Eye, Stephen Allen. Yep. I want to deal with the issue of um, how to save this world Ooh. with the whole climate changey thing. I want to say straight off the bat, I, uh, I'm all for saving the earth. It's where I keep most of my stuff. And also, I'm not one of those rich billionaires who's thinking, sod the earth, I've got uh, Mars to make my bitch. So I'm all for saving this planet. So it's good to know that we've got COP26 happening. A lot of people make jokes about, oh, you know, the, the first 25 didn't do it. Don't be so stupid. It's called COP26 because it happens in the year 2026. And isn't it weird how it takes a few seconds for you to work out that that's definitely not true. But how long were we in lockdown for? It could have been 2026. <laughs> it's very difficult to put a number on it these days. But no, COP26, it is a weird sounding thing. I always think it sounds like some sort of terrible police show on some channel that's like not Channel 5, but it's five star or five yeah. USA or something, COP26 about what happens to a very low ranking police officer. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd watch it if it were anything like this. Okay, cop one, you're on this case. 
Cup too? You're their partner. I don't care if you two's got sexual tension. Uh, cup three, four, five, you work in backup. Uh, cup six through 15, how about you canvas the area? You get us some witnesses. Uh, cups 16 to 25, you work in admin. I know, I know. If I needed someone to bust my chops, I'd stay home. Uh, cup 26, why don't you get me some coffee? Solid accent. Come on. Coffee? Coffee. Hey. Coffee. Not coffee. Just saying coffee. Coffee. Water. Um If anyone, just saying, technically an actor and definitely available for work these days. So if anyone <laughs> needs me to do some of that. It's all right. COP26 is actually all about trying to save the planet, um, which is good because environmentalism is very much an issue at the moment. People are talking about it. I mean, look, the Queen's not going to COP26, but she's, she's busy. It's been trending on Twitter. She's 95. And mm-hmm. I think that'll be a good one. She's 98 won't be so good. She's XP. That's the kind of shiz I'm talking about. <laughs> she's Vista. Jog on. Wait, she's 10 again. Um, but then, uh, there's not just the issue of COP26. Environmentalism's happening everywhere, especially with the protests. And Insulate Britain, or whatever they're called, Loft Laggers Anonymous are back in the news. They're saying um, that we shouldn't use the M25 on Wednesday as part of a protest. You little gits. Because for eight weeks, I've been driving on the M25 to Essex to do a radio show on every day apart from Wednesday. And on Wednesday, I've been A1-ing it down to Elstree. So if you'd have picked any other week recently to do it for the last two months, I could have been all pious at dinner parties. Oh, actually, yeah, I've not been using the M25 on Wednesdays because we've all got to do whatever we can to save the planet. It's only one planet, yeah. But I'm going to have to deal with it tomorrow, you little git. Damn it. And they said, uh, if you have to use the M25, you've got to stick to a 20 mile an hour speed limit. And obviously 20 mile an hour speed limit on the M25, a lot of drivers immediately thought. 20 miles an hour? F***ing chance would be a fine f***ing thing, you f***s. Because that's what it's like when you drive on the M25. Also, when they were talking about this, they want to bring in this 20 mile an hour speed limit. And they've, uh, want, they want highways agency to uh, enforce it. And I like the last bit. They've asked police to refuse to arrest them. Aww. Can you do that? Can I also ask HMRC to just be a bit belligerent about taking my tax? Mm. Can, can I ask for, like, the border force to just let me in an hour? I can't be asked with all of that non-EUQ thing. Can we just have a crack at that? Brilliant. Happy times. I mean, it's it's good that they want to try and do things for safety reasons. Like they say the 20 mile an hour uh, safety limit would stop there being as many accidents during the protests. i tell you mm. what else would make things safer. Not gluing your face to the M25. Oh, yeah. That would help. If you have to do this protest for safety reasons, glue your face to a B road because there just won't be as much. In fact, actually, Prit stick it. Don't use super glue. Prit stick your face to a B road, and in the event of an emergency, we'll all be happier. If you're that worried about safety, I'm still not sure you're going about this protest the right way. It's like the idea of saving the planet. Not sure annoying everyone in the cars is the way forwards. I mean, surely I do enough, don't I? Because I recycle. Mm-hmm. Oh, nope. Yeah. Boris Johnson has said uh, that recycling doesn't work. <laughs> he had told some children that recycling doesn't work. We can look at the uh, the picture, of uh, some video from it. Let's have a look. Recycling, recycling isn't the answer. answer. I've got to be honest with you. What you've got to do is stop the production of plastic. Stop the stop the first use. Mm. 
that last bit, <laughs> stop the first use of plastic, seems like is rather well-rehearsed reason to not wear a condom. Um, Thank you. However, however, you, you, said that, I <laughs> you were waiting for it. I do think it's very strange that that's the speech he's giving to children. Mm. I mean, I've never been a children's entertainer, but that seems like dry bants. Mm. Not very entertaining, for, especially when you bear in mind that he's just done that, oh, recycling doesn't work speech in front of children. Whereas when mm. he was at the UN. And when Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog sang, it's not easy being green. You remember that one? Someone printed off the wrong PDF. That's the script for the kids gig, isn't it? <laughs> What's the references they'll get? The UN. Yeah, let's talk about the Muppet show. Um, so recycling doesn't work. Oh, God, I hope he's wrong because I have spent like half of my adult life washing out yogurt pots for nothing, Eric. For no and yep. you know what? There was always something weird about it because I kept thinking this yogurt pot's going to be recycled. I need to wash out the yogurt from the inside, but the mm. label around the outside, they'll take care of that. Whatever process they've got to get rid of the outer label, surely that sorts out any residual yogurt. Yep. Yogurt's not that difficult to remove. And yet now we find out that half of these pots just end up being thrown away anyway. So instead of just simply taking a yogurt pot, throwing it in the bin, and it going into landfill. Instead, mm. I waste perfectly drinkable water that's had to be treated to rinse out the yogurt, to then send it to a different place where they ignore it and send it to landfill then, so there's more mileage on it. Well, thank you. It makes no sense. And you know what? I always knew this was weird as well. When they started to bring in mixed recycling bins, you have mm. one bin for mixed recycling, your papers, your plastics, your metals, and another bin for household waste. And I thought to myself, if they have a process that is clever enough to separate out the different metals, the papers, the cardboards hmm. and the plastics, why don't they just separate that out from other waste and you can go back to having the one bin we always used to have all the flipping time. Hmm. And it's just been done to keep us busy, isn't it? Instead of actually complaining about the fact that other people aren't sorting out the planet, that businesses aren't doing more. Instead, we just kept busy washing out their pissy little yogurt pots all the time. Ooh. <laughs> this one's been winding me up. Um, there's been uh, an issue with... Hang on, what's this one? An issue with how to save the planet to do with uh, the electricity. A new report says that posting pictures online and storing emails adds to the environmental crisis. And this is because if you store it, it uses server um, server farms for the storage. They use electricity. That electricity is often not produced recyclable, you know, reusably, uh, mm -hmm. which means... I can delete people's emails and I'm helping to save the planet. <laughs> I have a valid reason to not click like when someone's posted yet another picture of their goddamn lunch. I'm just trying to do my bit. Fanta Finally, the news I have been waiting for all along. And this is why I'm okay about tomorrow. Yes, I'll be driving on the M25. No, I won't be sticking to 20 miles an hour. And at some point, if some... Lof Lagger's anonymous person says, what are you doing? I'll say, look, I'm not taking a selfie of myself right now, which means I'm doing my bit to save the planet, yeah. actually. Thank you very much. And they will stare at me in disbelief. And I'll say, uh, take a picture, it'll last longer. And then we're back to square one. Damn it. But there we go. We're up to date on saving the planet. Mr. Eric McElroy, what are you bringing to us this time? Well, I think I'm going to end up at the end of the story having to bring some humility um, to the show, Steve, because sometimes you have to admit when you're wrong about something. Mm. And, you know, my former president, 
may not be so former anymore because it could be he's been talking about the election being stolen from him. He's been going on about it just a little bit. Um, it's been a massive talking point for Trump about the last election. And it could be that maybe maybe I'm a little bit wrong about the fact that he didn't win that election. You know, he's been talking about it a lot. It's the single biggest issue, the issue that gets the most, the most pull, the most respect, the biggest cheers is talking about the election fraud of 2020 presidential election. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. And you know something's real if it gets the biggest cheers, Steve. That's how you measure truth. But, you know, all of his minions agree. There's loads of them out there. There's this guy named Josh Mandel. I, I need to say something that I get attacked by the media for saying this. I get attacked by my opponents for saying this. But I believe it very strongly, and so I want to say it up here. I believe the election was stolen from Donald J. Trump. I love how he says that. Like it's so emotional and so difficult for him to say, to admit that the new election was telling because that's a big thing. And he gets all choked up when he knows he's going to say it in front of a group of people who already believe that the election was stolen by Donald Trump. I'm going to get such a big applause from this. Um, he's not the only one, of course. There's uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. We had a great planning session for our January 6th objection. We aren't going to let this election be stolen by Joe Biden and the Democrats. President Trump won by a landslide. Yep. And you always got to believe the lady who believes in the Jewish space lasers starting forest fires in California. Yeah. Never doubt the lady who believes in the Jewish space lasers starting fires in California. Always believe her. Because it turns out there was some fraud in the election. His wife, Rosemary, who passed away three years ago, she is one of two cases of somebody who died on Clark County's voter rolls. They were sent a mail-in ballot and that ballot was returned. The question now is, though, who voted for her? That's right. Who did the voting for her? So how exactly did this fraud go down? This is the story that could prove that Donald Trump was right about the election being stolen. Aim is still on Clark County's voter rolls. And since everyone in those rolls got a ballot, one was sent to Rosemarie. But Kirk says a ballot never got to his house. That is pretty sickening to me, to be honest with you. According to ballot tracks, the mail-in ballot was sent October 9th and returned the day before Election Day. Clark County officials say Rosemarie's signature is a match to what's on their records. Yep, the husband is deeply upset that this was, his vote was stolen from his deceased wife. He's sickened by it. You know, the thing, he's just, he's just, you know, it's a thing to be sick about, isn't it? Um, and of course, you know, this cause was in the news for a while. It was picked up by a number of different Republicans talking about this is proof of fraud. Um, and, you know, and he was emphasis. He was sickened about it. The Republican Party was talking about it, how it might have affected the results of the election. This was a big thing. It was picked up by Dinesh D'Souza. Um, and this, art, this news story that we just watched was tweeted by him. Um, Dinesh, if you don't know who he is, he's a, a convicted felon who was uh, pardoned by Trump. So he's very much a reliable source when it comes to news and information. Um, but there is an update on the story. We now know who committed this clear, sickening act of voter fraud using this poor, dead woman's vote. And it was the husband. <laughs> so it turns out when he was talking about being sickened by what happened, he was just making himself sick. Mm. Interesting. I was going to go with ghost, but it makes more sense your yep. way. Hmm. Yep. It's always the husband. <laughs> it's just like when there's a murder, you know, and they call in cop 26. 
I wonder who did this. You always start with the spouse. Yeah, always Pop twenty six turns up at the end and go, I, I got you this coffee. And that's all we see in that episode. I think it was the husband. Because the thing was, it was the identical signature to what she'd been signing. So she probably hasn't been voting for years. Ah, nice. Yeah. So, and the fraud has if, been proved in the election, right. and it was committed by the Trump supporter who was being used as evidence of fraud by other Trump supporters. Right. So, so Trump was not lying. You take that Trump vote away, yeah. would he have won by a landslide? No. Oh. Yeah, Confusing. that's what the other thing, the, 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 after the Arizona audit that they just did, it actually raised Biden's vote total. All right. And if you if you increase Biden's total vote, does Trump win by a landslide? He should. It's very difficult, this adding. The democracy thing is tricky. Mm. It's very tricky. Mm. So, so there you go. I mean, there was fraud in the election. I admit it. Trump lost by more than we thought. Right. Into the next problem. <clears throat> I like to solve problems by finding a headline from the newspapers or the news websites. We show you the headline, we see what the problem is. Here's yep. a here's a news headline that uh, is I spotted it came out earlier today. It's about Tilly Ramsey, comedian abused over namesake's chubby remark on the BBC oh. news website. Interesting. Which comedian okay. would this be? Huh. <sighs> Interesting. Who is that young man? Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> How old is that photo? What? It's not. What? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But uh, same jacket, I think, by the looks of things. But so let's go back to the start of this story. What's it all about? If you've not heard any about that, even though I've been waffling about it a lot and all of my newspaper columns this week are very much about this. <laughs> uh, it all started with when we were filming the episode of Late Night Mash, I checked my phone and this story comes out saying Strictly's Tilly Ramsey calls out LBC host after she's branded chubby live on air. And I thought, okay. uh oh. That means, because we've got the same name, he's Steve Allen, I'm Stephen Allen, but that's not enough of a difference. I no. thought, I know what I'll do. I'll get ahead of this. I'll hmm. screenshot this story, make it the thing on my Twitter so that if someone sees sees it, thinks it's me, yeah. looks at Twitter, and then we'll see that story and I'll be like, look, at the top, great, time to get some hate on Twitter meant for someone else. They'll work it yeah. out and then be like, ah, mm -hmm. it's not Steve. And I of thought, course. pretty, pretty yeah. clever. We finished filming that episode, day later, I'm out with the missus, we're having a nice meal, and someone on Facebook <laughs> sends me a message saying, um, is this you? And there was a story <laughs> on Unilad that had a picture of me. And calls grow to fire LBC presenter who body shamed Tilly Ramsey. <laughs> there I am looking all smug about the body shaming that I've been doing. <sighs> Difficult. Difficult. So I started, you know, I didn't want to get told off using my phone too much during dinner, but sending messages like, could you remove this? And they didn't <laughs> reply to any. So I then tweeted it saying like, this is not me. Could you get it done? Yep. And already, so they posted that on their website and comments started happening and they posted it on their Facebook and there were some comments. Let's go through some of the comments that I read whilst <laughs> there was a picture of my face on their Facebook. I mean, he's hardly Brad Pitt, oh. is he? Fair enough. True. Steve <laughs> Allen, a face only a mother could love. No wonder he's a radio presenter. Oh. Kind of hurts, but all right. Yeah. Tune in on Time FM. Um why is it always the middle-aged fossilizing crusty people that have something to say? I suppose I am middle-aged, whereas the LBC guy is 67, so he's older than that. Audacity, even talking about people's appearance when he's a state. He looks like a thumb. I do not look like a thumb. It got a lot of those, yeah. I do not look like a thumb. Can we just, can we check this with the graphics, people? Do I look like a thumb? 
I mean, all right, oh. fair play. That one, I can see <laughs> there is certain thumb-like resemblance in what they're doing there. But So I've never really been that harsh. I certainly don't like to do body-shaming style jokes. And look, I am also scared about saying that because I'm sure you could find a joke I've done in the past that's mm. tasteless. But, you know, we're comedians. We might have pushed the boundaries, but I certainly don't sit around going, that person on TV is fat. Yeah. So it was really bizarre that I've not really done those kind of jokes. And look, for everyone who said that I'm too bald, fat and ugly to make those comments, you're right. And that's partly why I didn't make those comments. <laughs> that's worth bearing in mind. I never said those things, but I, di I didn't do the crime, but I got an awful lot of the time sitting there just being told by people. Plus I got emails, here's one screenshot. How dare you make those horrible and hurtful comments about a very young girl. Are you fixated and jealous she has a world-renowned father? I'm not fixated, but yes, of course I'm jealous she has a world-renowned father. <laughs> uh, you have the ability via your work to affect the lives and influence many people. Sadly, you choose not to be just negative, but downright offensive. Now do something decent for once in your life and resign from LBC. I will never again tune into anything involving you. Well, look, the good news is LBC will not let me in the building. So that should cheer you up, although you won't be watching this because you'll never again tune into anything that I do, even though it wasn't me that made those comments. Wow. Um, it's been a, yeah, so a weird time. And then I, eventually we managed to get a message. And it wasn't just that website. I took a screenshot of the Unilad one. The Sun website did it, and we're still trying to work out which other websites took the photo from this library that had me incorrectly labeled in there. So there's been a lot of websites that have done it, but they did correct it. Unilad in their, uh, in their, to be fair, in their credits. And you know what? That's the picture of him. And even I'm willing to admit, it is not a million miles away, is it? <laughs> and yeah, I see, I see the point. It's like, it's like he came back from the future to warn me to not do jokes about people on Strictly. Yeah, it's not great. And even on the BBC website, the coverage I was reading today about this story, where they said, um, Stephen Allen from Nottinghamshire said people called him bald, fat and ugly because of his namesake. And then they've kind of used a picture that proves it right. <laughs> I mean, it you might do be look a, handsome. No, but look, that picture, whilst it might be quite a few years ago now, like four or five years ago, I think I've got more of a chin these days. What? <laughs> What's going on there? You hadn't learned the beard trick yet. Or the pushing your tongue to the top of your mouth when they're taking a photo. I was told, told that one. Mm. Hmm. Whereas that one just looks like I'm halfway through a... <laughs> so that was... Uh, yeah, was that, that one was... for Kent, that photo? That was a BBC publicity shot, yeah, which they used on their own flipping website, dobbing me right in. <laughs> <laughs> look at that ugly face. Um, so look, that's the situation. Oh, that, and that's what I learned from this, because all of these people will spend a lot of time saying things like, be nice, you should be nice to people. As mm. soon as they thought I was a transgressor, they didn't think about being nice. They just went in with the opposite of nice. And look, hashtag be nice is easy when you're being nice to someone that you want to be nice to. The yeah. only challenge in this world is to try and be nice when you think you don't have to. When you could give yourself permission to be the worst version of yourself, reining it in is the only virtue worth having. And it turns out not a lot of people online have that. As soon as they thought it was me making those comments, they got stuck right in. So yeah. maybe if someone says a bad thing, criticize them for what they've said, and that way, you definitely can't accidentally end up having a weekend of calling the wrong person ugly, which is pretty much the thing that you're bothered about. The crime that you're upset about is the crime that you've just sat around and done for a while. So we were talking about 
what I could do to get it sorted. I don't want to be confused mm. with that. Steve Allen, did I need to think about changing my name? I've certainly realised because we look too similar. Uh, now that I don't have to shave because of late night mm -hmm. mash, I'm going to grow the beard. And previously um... on this show, we've grown the beard out. There's a picture of me from when, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> from when I grew a beard during lockdown. <laughs> look at that. He certainly does not like, uh, look like LBC Steve Allen. So those are the days. <laughs> So I'm going to develop that beard again so that I can't be confused with the other yep. Steve Allen. And we were talking about this on radio and someone people were saying, if I grow a big enough beard, I'll look like a sailor. Sometimes I, it, it grows enough and it's greyer than it used to be. Uh, it looks like I should be in Great Yarmouth, being on and off the trawlers. I got that kind of vibe. And then I thought, wait a minute, that means if I grow a beard, I should be doing that trend that was on TikTok of singing sea shanties mm. to explain the story the the mission that I went through and it would be a, a sea shanty let's call it a Steve shanty that goes like this there once was a man his name was Steve but he was mean and not like me he said mean things of a young Ramsey but they all use my picture oh dear it's what I feared I'll hide my face and grow a beard it might seem right weird but I'll change my name to Susan so this is a problem with Trump being off social media. So we all know that uh, Donald Trump has been kicked out of Twitter, he's been kicked off of Facebook, which is surprising considering all the stuff that Facebook is doing. You'd think he'd be kind of right up their street these days. Um, but don't worry anymore about Trump not being on social media because he's launched his own social media platform. It's exciting times. He's going to be back. I can't wait. Maybe I'll get blocked by him again. And the social media platform, what's it going to be called? Truth Social. Mm. Fits right up uh, Trump's alley, doesn't it? I mean, truth. That's where truth goes to kick off and not be professional. <laughs> so what are you going to do on um, Truth Social? You know, are you going to tweet things? Are you going to retweet things? No, you're going to be truthing. You're going to re-truth or you're going to follow the truth. <laughs> Trump is literally trying to trademark truth. Yeah. But can you trademark something that you've never actually traded in? <laughs> Is that possible? Can you do that? I mean, is this just, is his is it attempt to kill irony in America once and for all? I mean, yep. again, I've said many times that British people say that we don't understand irony in America, and it is because we are too busy living irony. That's what we do. And I think Trump owning a website called Truth Social and retruthing something <laughs> is pretty much a definition of that. Um, oh, now, uh, this is Trump's profile that we found because there's a beta version of the site that was launched. This is a Trump's profile on there. So you can see that it's just, you know, getting added and stuff like that. But uh, so he's got his picture on there with him eating something and smiling, make America great again. So it's got all the right elements of Trump. But of course, because it is a Trump product and it's being run in the way that Trump runs things, um, hackers immediately got in and started posting things on there, um, images of defecating pigs, expletives, and other things, which again, could be Trump, because um, this was what it looked like on his page there. That's still <laughs> Trump's page. And it turns out that it was actually Trump posting that. It's just, it's with a family portrait of uh, Don Jr. Because, uh, you know, that's what he looks like. Uh, he's talking shit most of the time. Doing a grandeur now, impression. <laughs> now, um, I tweeted, what? <laughs> It's the cigar sticking out of his mouth. 
<laughs> One morning, I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How I got in my pajamas, I don't know. Yeah. I like that that's where your mind went with that. Um, it does kind of look like a, a brown cock on white balls. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's where my mind went. That's where your mind went. We have the technology. Well, the good news is we managed to do a transplant. Bad news. <laughs> And your cock smells like shit. Um, now, of course, like any social media platform, this is supposed to be about truth. It's supposed to be about freedom of speech. That's what Trump has been complaining about. But, of course, there are a number of things that are allowed and not allowed on the platform in the terms and conditions. One of the things that is not allowed is writing in all caps. Oh, God. So, in very Trump fashion, he's going to get banned from his own platform before he even gets started. Um <laughs> There's some other things you can't do. You cannot tarnish or disparage or otherwise harm um, the site itself. So you can't criticize the site, which is what's the point of social media if you can't attack the social media platform that you're on. Freedom of speech, baby. <laughs> exactly. Um, otherwise, other things on there. Um, oh, in the terms and conditions, if they decide to terminate your and suspend your account, they can do that. But they can also sue you. So just in case you were wondering if it was Trump's platform... There's another evidence. Yeah. So basically, uh, and it's basically it's it's a it's a it's a honeypot scheme. So they're going to lure you onto the platform, wait for you to criticize the platform, knock you off of the platform for criticizing it, and then sue you. This is how Trump is going to make money for the next twenty years. Yeah, it's a brilliant plan. <laughs> um, but if you couldn't already, if that all of that wasn't enough to make you believe that this was Trump's site, of already. They're in trouble for breaking the rules, and they're basically stealing someone else's software license, and uh, they're going to have to be uh, suspended. They've been told they have 30 days to cease and desist. <laughs> um, Till next time. We'll <laughs> see you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching this from Comic Solving Problems. And if you feel like it, go ahead and like the video. Or subscribe. Commitment. Commitment.